0: So I believe this is the 12th episode of Mountain Ocean Project podcast, Save the Ocean podcast. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. If you're just listening, you can watch this on YouTube. If You want to see the view. I, my hair is all crazy. My room is all kind of messy, but it's all good. So today I wanted to break down one of my blogs. You can find it at link tr, link tr, link tr. E, e forward slash mop underscore Gausson. Sorry for that tongue twister. The blog is My Steps Briefly Explaining How to End Ocean Pollution. And in this podcast, I'm gonna break down each one through uh, just explaining it a little bit more. You can go to the blog and see like the list and see pictures and stuff like that. And a little bit bit of brief description if you like writing a little bit better. But here I'm gonna break it down pretty pretty heavily because I have a 10, 15 minute episode of podcast. So most majority of it's going to be this. So I'm going to explain my idea of how to end ocean pollution. It might not be the right one. It might not be the only way. There's Ocean Cleanup. There's Four Ocean. There's the Galveston Bay Foundation. They have all their ideas of how to end ocean pollution. But I think it's going to be, have to be a complex situation to end ocean pollution, especially on a global scale. Definitely national is a little bit easier in America because we have the infrastructure. Some countries don't. Some countries do. It just depends on where you're at. So here's my number one. It's the most obvious to me. Make our economy circular. So what does that mean? We need to recycle more. We need to reduce more. We need to reuse more. We need to refuse more. So the best thing you can possibly do is use a reusable container. Reusables. Use reusable. We don't need single-use plastics. We need to stop producing it. So circular economy is just being more efficient. It's instead of going... You buy a product from a business, you use it, and then you go throw it away, and that's the end of its life cycle. But eventually it's gonna start polluting and polluting the earth. If you can't see, I'm kind of moving my hands around. But it's gonna start polluting the earth over time. And over 400 years, it's still gonna be polluting this earth. So we need to divert that and make it circular. So we need to make it flow in a circle. So we need to have businesses use less plastics. Have businesses use more bioplastics or more eco-friendly, you know, containers. Like make it out of corn, make it out of sugarcane, make it out of whatever, not petrol not petroleum, not oil. We don't need to be making stuff out of oil. We don't need to be drinking stuff out of oil. Let me give you a little shot of oil, like, you know, what is it called? Petroleum, whatever. Like oil that you put in your car. Take a drink of that. You're drinking out of stuff that's made out of oil that makes it makes zero sense it's so unnatural it dis- disrupts the hormonal uh system endocrine endocrine system i think is what's called i'm a biologist and i'm so bad at that kind of stuff i'm more macro i i suck at regular biology i excelled at marine ecology. but yeah it disrupts the hormonal system and that's when i need jamie jamie look it up dude like dare I should i just like jamie just be bald, they look bald. That's not right here, but can't view. But I need a Jamie to look that kind of stuff up. But that's number one just make our economy circular. How do you do that? I said it reusables, reduce, refuse the four or five R's, um, and make plastics, petroleum plastics, extinct like make it non apparent. Whatever we produce, that's what we reuse and try to repurpose. And we need to stop that stuff from happening, from being created. So number two, show businesses that being eco-friendly makes their business more efficient, more money, more profits, and helps their community too. So the reason I talk about profit a lot is there's only two ways a business is going to change. Um, Either by regulation, or I guess it's three. So number one is by regulation, like government officials making rules. That's how most businesses operate. They operate under an umbrella of rules produced by the government, uh, made by the government. Number two, the reason, the only other reason they're gonna change is they're gonna make more money. Like, if you can tell business owner, hey, you're doing this wrong. If you do this, you're gonna make x amount more money. They're gonna probably do it if it's worth it. Number three, they actually care. So some businesses owners actually are eco-friendly. They like to be more eco-friendly, so they're gonna change. But that's, you know, probably less than 20, 30%, right? Especially if it's a cost to their business and they're already trying to, are already struggling to make a living off that business, they're not gonna be able to be like, oh yeah, I'd rather not have 100 bucks more to pay my bills, so I'm gonna recycle. So you need to make it more efficient, more cost-friendly to them, And you need to have a reason to save them money. So how to make businesses more eco-friendly and make them more money. So especially in the younger generations, they care about more eco-friendly stuff. They realize like the planet is being destroyed. Um, It wasn't as apparent when I was growing up, but it was pretty apparent. Now it's super apparent with social media. They're already exposed to it at a young age. I was exposed to about 15. They're exposed to it, like from the get-go. As soon as they open up social media, they'll see posts like people like me. They'll see 4Ocean, see Ocean Cleanup. Their parents care more about it. And so, yeah, like they, they, that is highly marketable. Like those eco-friendliness of your business is highly marketable. It brings up your market and your business. It brings... Um, like using reusable stuff. It saves you money. If someone brings in a reusable cup, that means you don't have to provide them with a cup and you don't have to charge them for a cup, even though you probably are already charging them for that cup. Cause that's a cost. You're saving more money. You're making more money. So just show businesses, It's us kind of, Sorry. This is kind of boring. <laughs> I know most people don't really care, but it's, it's show them that they can be more efficient and make more money and be more eco-friendly. So there's a whole bunch of benefits to having your reusables, reducing waste, um, less waste costs for dumpsters and stuff like that. That's my goal. So number three, let's go on to the next one. And it helps your community too. I forgot about that part. I mean, it just, it's overall great. So why not? Number three, give city solutions to waste management, flood prevention, and increase business sustainability. So... Ocean pollution needs to incorporate community, it needs to incorporate business, it needs to incorporate all the aspects of society, especially environmentalism. You have to see all aspects and you have to realize all aspects in order for something to be successful. And obviously we need people researching and providing data and scientific research on, you know, the Bay and the health of the Bay, like Galveston Bay Foundation or people at Tam Mug or people at a and or wherever. They need to be producing data, so the, there's that data there. But my ideas are incorporate helping a city, helping the city, because waste management is a huge problem. It's, you know, Houston has a huge problem with waste management. There's so many people. They don't know what to do with all the waste. They can't just keep landfilling it. It's, they're running out of space. They're running out of, you know, uh, resources it's costing them money. So they have to charge more money. Um, it's not sustainable. So that's where I come in. That's where MOP comes in. There might be some other organizations, but that's where I come in. That's why I started curbside recycling, curbside composting, Green in Galveston, Houston, go to the description below, find the link that says link tree, follow it or go to it, follow it, click it and support me through that. If you want to sign up for curbside recycling business apartments, residents. Um, and then number four, remember, businesses are creating the waste. Consumers are using the waste. But ultimately, the businesses are producing the waste. So that kind of goes with number uh, two. So they're producing, the businesses are producing the waste. So you got to show them sustainable ways that make the money for them to change, or you got to have regulations. We've already been over that. But the consumers, the, the the main point I want to make on this is a lot of the blame is on the consumers right now and it's expected for the consumers to change. But I think that's why I created this. I want to go to business of business and change businesses like micromanage businesses. That's my goal So micromanage your business to help you be more sustainable, to help you make more money and to help you be more efficient and stop producing waste. That's my goal because it's a business problem. It's not a consumer problem the consumer has options right but ultimately the business businesses are producing that waste we are demanding it but they're they're constantly refilling their their shelves and stuff and a lot of people aren't educated so the businesses need to stand up step up and that goes back to number 3 so if you want to go check that out go to my blog you can find it number 5 show to show statistical data and government to the government and get them on board so that's when research comes in to change government regulations so businesses have to follow these rules if you show scientific data i mean it's obvious but if you show real data hey i did this research it equals this like we need to stop this kind of stuff then hopefully the government will listen so that's number five number six create business solutions i already said that eco products reusable products and then coupled by education to stop using single-use plastics. So that's why I do this podcast. I want to educate people on how to be more eco-friendly, how to be more sustainable. That is my goal. Um I I can only say so much. I can only tell you so much. You have to want to change, but like my event in February, we're going to have a station where we're going to show you how to reuse a whole bunch of stuff. So go to that Facebook event or go to that Page, it's in the description below at link forward slash mop underscore Galveston. You'll see in the description, I said it wrong, but you'll find it there. You can go to the Facebook page, the Facebook event, share it, whatever. But we're going to show people how to be more eco friendly there. And all the funds support my idea to stop ocean pollution, pollution and flooding in Galveston and Houston. And then number seven, this is like just a, stati- a statistic. So this is why I kind of doggone, on boi-on-slot, but, or like Ocean Cleanup and for ocean But they're doing great things and I want to stop criticizing that. If you want to hear why I want to stop criticizing that, my epiphany, go to the latest episode, number 11, before this one, and you'll see why I explained there. But Number 7, 80% of ocean pollution sinks. So they found ocean pollution at the bottom of Mariana Trench. So the Mariana Trench is like, I don't know, like thousands of miles deep or something crazy. I don't know the actual number, but it's the most deepest part of the ocean. And you can imagine how deep that is. That's insane, right? There's deep sea um, fish, like you've seen the ones with the light bulbs. Like it's that deep. And there's plastic down there. So there's a plastic bag. They have a picture of a plastic bag. They ever put plastic bag, uh, plastic, sorry. You ever put a plastic bag in the water? It just floats. And somehow this made it all the way down to the bottom of the ocean, like the deepest part. And James Cameron, you can go look up his, his, uh, his expedition. He's taking pictures. But that's why I doggone ocean pollution and blonde slot. But hopefully my epiphany solves that and I'd stop dogging on them because we need those people stopping the pollution from getting in. And it doesn't immediately sink, so that's good. But a lot of it does sink, and that's why my idea is so important because it gets the ocean pollution before it gets into the water. Um, Number eight, we have to stop trash from getting into our waterways. That's my solution. So um, let me check the time. Yeah, just my solution is to stop the water from getting into – or the trash from getting into the ocean or getting into our waterways. And this is the end of the episode, so thank you for listening. you. move the pound of trash, you you viewed it. Same thing, remove the pound of trash. Um, I'm going to be hosting a beach cleanup here pretty soon. I need to start planning one. Sorry, I'm stopping it. And I hope you enjoyed this. And if you want to read more, go to my blog. If you want to support my event coming up in February, go to the link in the description. And I will see you next episode, episode 13. This is the end of episode number 12. have a good one.